Ever heard that song before? Well, what about this one? Money makes the world go round, the world go round, the world go round. Money makes the world go round, it makes the world go round. Okay, well maybe those weren't your speed, but what about this one? I wanna be rich, oh oh. I wanna be rich with a little love, peace, and happiness. Okay, no more singing for me. I'm sure you're tired of hearing my karaoke voice. But even if you've never heard those songs before, I'm sure the message is pretty clear. Money matters, right? But it's a tool. Don't chase it and figure out how to make it work for you. Easier said than done, I'm sure. But today on the Black Mom Diaries, we have a special guest, serial entrepreneur, mom of one, Miss Nikki Jones. She's here to share tips on how to make money work for you in order to live the life you want. Up next on the Black Mom Diaries. Hey, everybody. This is Patricia. And I am LaTanya. And thank you for coming into Black Mom's Diary, listening to us, laughing with us. (laughs) Laughing with us. Yes. Laughing. Always laughing. We do a lot of that. We always, Mm -hmm. we do a lot of that because it should be, you know what, we're creating like a, a, I don't like to say like a tribe, but kind of sort of like, you know, of, (laughs) of awesomeness. You know, hey. people that's getting together and sharing and just mm-hmm. wanting to give information to our to our people out there to help them elevate and thrive in their lives. I'm getting emotional right now, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Tri- There's nothing wrong with tribe. What? what <laughs> it's not I... weird in my head when I said tribe, but that's just me. That's, don't, don't look, y'all don't listen. That was a little <laughs> tight, tight in my chest. <laughs> Oh gosh, how did your week go? Uh, my week is fine. It's going good. We um mm-hmm. actually got a chance to go watch a friend's uh kiddo play basketball, and that mm-hmm. was that was really fun just to be able to go. And so the the kid that was playing, he and my son are really good friends, and he asked his mom if my son could come so he invited him and then of course you know us i guess but he really wanted our son to come so we went and i thought it was really cool that my son was excited about going just so he could you know i was like this is really great he gets to go and and support his friend and um i think there needs to be more of that you know because that is super awesome i like that support thing i remember Mm -hmm. taking my daughter to one of her we, one of our um, homeschool buddies' son was doing his first little on-stage play, mm-hmm. and she went, and he was like, I can't believe you came to watch me. Aww. And I was like, you know, I, I, I want to teach her that, you know, it, it's great to support your friends. You you may not have, you know how people say, support your friends by sharing my posts and doing these things <laughs> and showing yeah. up to my, yeah, it's not all about the, the money. It's, mm-hmm. I say it's nothing more valuable than the show up to me. Right. That's like, the time. Just, yes. Yes. That you just know that you're not doing whatever you're doing alone. And you mm-hmm. got some people standing there with you. I believe that that's just, that's, that's really, really a, a great thing to teach your children. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, he is not, my son is not into uh, basketball. 
I mean, he'll, I guess he'll watch it. He'll watch it with his dad and everything. But I was, like I said, I was glad that he wanted to go. I was excited and a little bit surprised because he could spend all day on his days off in his room with his Legos and his tablet, just doing the thing and getting him out of that is so hard. But okay. he was like, yeah, I'm going to go to his game. He was excited. And once he got out of that and we we went, he sat at the game. He had his Pokemon book because he got this this big book for his Pokemon cards. And I expected him to be thumbing through the, the, the cards during the game. But oh, wow. he was actually watching. You know, he was watching. He was cheering for his friend. And so... Yeah, it's just it's just really nice um, to see that because um, sometimes it just seems like he's just, you know, I mean, I think kids can be all about themselves, you know, sometimes. And he is um, very much he's really he's such a loving kid, but he's very good at showing that he's all about himself. <laughs> right. So mm -hmm. to see that different side of him was a joy for me. Anyway, so that brought so much joy to my week, and yeah, that's me. How was how's your week been? Oh, it's been good. I've been, you know, writing a little bit more. Um, okay. So I tend to look at these little dramas on TV, and I started watching one last night at ten o'clock. Mm -hmm. And I may have may not stop watching it until like four o'clock this morning. Oh, <laughs> ah, I see. <laughs> Twenty episodes, an hour long of my life. Wow. I'm just on episode 11, but I was like, it's so fascinating how you can get sucked into somebody else's drama. Like, That's you're true. just, and, and you know it's fake, but you'd be like, oh my God, I can't wait to wake up. Ooh, I gotta watch. Okay, let me get one more in before mm -hmm. I close my eyes. <laughs> that is so but, true. Uh, but I really yeah. don't watch TV like that, but when I find something, something really like um i think those i don't know if you've ever watched korean dramas no i heard though that they're really good i haven't i think they steal 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 but again even though they steal <laughs> steal steal they tell the uh, it, they tell a story but the emotion that they bring and and they just stand there and stare at each other for 20 minutes and you're like you know, the whole time, you're like, wait wow. a minute, this is intense. You yeah, know? that sounds very intense. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> but anyway, 20 minutes stare. That was like my mama, my mama time. And mm -hmm. I couldn't even watch it today because I watched so much last night. I tried to turn it on and my, my mind was like, no, no, we, we're mm -hmm. done with that. But that, that's pretty much it, you know, just... Okay. You know, right? I looked at TV. You know that. Just, just. Um, we're in a rest stage now. Yes, I think. Yeah, we're just. Good. Yeah, when the spring comes back around, and my son actually t came to me and said, "Mom, I don't want to pay play spring flag football. I want to play summer flag football." I said, "Rather, <laughs> you would have said that the other way around, because it's cooler in the spring. Mm -hmm. We were, we were baking." Mm -hmm. last year remember we were on the phone in the like, summer Man. yeah mm -hmm. in the summer we were baking but he said he does not want to play spring he wants to play summer so i'm gonna get my umbrella out yeah prepare you know? to bake get Good get your umbrella get, get your big water bottles and get your sunscreen Woo! and all the things couple of water balloons i know it's just that's just woo. you know so he, <laughs> he was like 
he he did that and then my older son he doesn't care he's like you know i'll play when y'all tell me to play so we're gonna do mm-hmm. robotics coming up that's gonna be an inside thing okay and um i'm excited about that for them so we'll see how that goes you'll probably hear me on here like girl we don't blew something <laughs> up at robot okay <laughs> it didn't I... roll like the wheel came off or something <laughs> you know i'm excited though i'm excited yeah i'm excited it's a homeschool group and um I'm excited about it. I, I think they'll like. I like. I think they'll like robotics. So good. Maybe they'll turn it into a a job or something. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. really. Whatever they like, they like. So no yeah. pressure. No right. pressure. So we got a guest today. We do. Um, I, like I... Said, we should do that. Harmonize that. <laughs> Maybe turn it into a, a baby. A baby girls. A girls. A woman. Or something like that. Oh. That was kind of good. Which is. <laughs> I'm YA. I'm YA. I'm YA. I'm whichever one that that sings the worst, because you know. (laughs) I got my karaoke voice. That's about as good as I can do. The boys and men fans gonna come after you, girl. Talk about which one sang the worst, girl. And you know what? I said that, and I was like, but none of them sang bad. I do not know her. I do not know her, guys. I do not. Yeah, I'll take. I'll be the fall. I'll be the fall guy here. My bad. Uh, on okay. behalf of Black Mom Diaries, I would like to apologize for insulting <laughs> the boys to men group. I do believe they can all sing. So yes, they can. They can. All right. Okay. Oh, well, so today we have Mickey Jones, who is a serial entrepreneur who started her entrepreneurial journey in her childhood selling friendship bracelets. Mickey started her first official business in 2015 after graduating college and earning her project management professional certification. Mickey's passions include traveling, real estate, and personal finances. So she started her brand, The Wealthy Millennial, to help others live the lifestyle they desire. The Wealthy Millennial focuses on providing tools, information, and framework for the people to achieve their financial goals. Mickey is a toddler mom, and she has a mind, obviously, for making money work for her instead of the money working for for her working for her money, right? And she is here to talk to us all about financial literacy, investing, and affording the life you desire. So without further ado, let's welcome Miss Mickey Jones into the Black Mom Diaries virtual household. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you. How so are these you friendship saying? braces, I'm sorry. I'm going to jump into the friendship <laughs> yeah, She's fine. She, she is doing, no. <laughs> go ahead. How are you today? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. You're doing amazing. As you are you tell. still doing the friendship bracelets? You brought no. it up, Latanya, so let's just ask. I want to know okay. what type of one. I don't do them anymore, but I recently did buy the kit. I saw a kit at Target. You know, Target pulls people in. And it Mm -hmm. it was the string ones. The ones where you tie the knot? Yep, you tie the knots up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, see, I never made the ones that you could sell. (laughs) Yours must have been pretty good. Yeah, you put colors, different colors together too? Yep, change the colors, do different like designs in them. Oh, man. You were the bomb, man. (laughs) <laughs> I just did one color. I love those things. I tried to 
teach on my daughter's AHG class how to do those and the keychains, you know, with the plastic. Mm -hmm. A dollar. Since we're talking about finances, did you get your return on your... <laughs> I definitely did because my parents bought the string. So nice. everything was profit. Hey! <laughs> that was nice. Profit. That's what's up. That's mm -hmm. what's up. I like to hear that. I didn't sell anything when I was in high school. I should have. I should have mm -hmm. ran into you. Maybe we could have ran a little little thing. Like I talked to everybody because I was friend I was voted most friendliest in my class. So that would have worked. I would have been your person, but you probably need no help because you <laughs> were selling them. <laughs> and then if mm -hmm. I would have asked for 25 cents, you probably would have been looking at me like, nah, sis. <laughs> yeah, you're not in the budget. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, again, welcome, welcome. We, we, we're really relaxed here at a Black Mom's Diary. We just like to chop it up and just give out good information. So, you know, tell us about who uh, Mickey Jones is. Well, you guys gave me an amazing intro, but as you said, you mentioned my background and my traveling. So with um, my background and my degree, I'm a project manager. So I really love organizing, whether I'm organizing travel, organizing budgets, or organizing activities for like my son and like family activities. That's really where my passion is. And I put my passion into different areas of my life. Um, so that's that's really what I do is I organize travel, finances, and family activities, you know? And just really like, I really like fellowship. I love being with people, talking about how we can all uplift each other. Um, and if we're traveling while we're doing it, that's great. Or if we're sitting at, one of the kids' basketball practices, you know? I just really enjoy being with other people and encouraging people. So sometimes people that organize groups and, and events are not the most organized in their personal lives. Is, is, that, is that true for you or are you just organized all around? Okay, so I will admit I organize my personal life and I organize my outside personal life, but like my personal space, my desk is not organized. Uh -huh. organized to a T, but um, my desk is not organized at all. Mm -hmm. Papers and mail. It's perfect yeah. for what you need it for when you need it for, right? I know where I know where everything is on the desk, but they're not organized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I admire organized people. It takes a certain type of like your mind has to like kind of block all the other things out in order to like like you know get into that thing that you need to do i'm not good at that i'm that person who starts something and then end up looking at their high school pictures at the end of the day <laughs> when i went in to do something i washed one dish cooked half of a meal and then by the end of uh, nothing's done because <laughs> I don't know. It, it just, I need like a part of your brain into my life because it is not, but I do have an organized desk. Okay. That's, that's good. I, organized desk really helps create clarity. You know what? I love checklists. Like mm -hmm. every night I write a checklist of priorities for the next day. And I have mm -hmm. so much satisfaction with like marking things off the checklist. So that could be cooking dinner or washing the dishes. You can mark it off the checklist and you'll do it all in not one dish. That and that's that really what, Latanya, La you need a project manager because project managers, man, I've worked with some, some really great ones. And it's like they, the pre-work is just so deep. And then the project, 
whether you understand the work that somebody's doing or not, you you have everything lined up. And the better you understand it, the better you have it lined up. But you have, you know, the pre-work, you have the the time frame during the project, and then you have the post. It's just it's an art form. And I love organizing all of that stuff, all the moving pieces. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me write you down. <laughs> <laughs> add her, add her to the collection. So add you to the yep. Add to the people. So yeah. Yeah. Well, what so, is your mom philosophy? So you have you have uh, you're a mother of one. Yes. One toddler. Uh, what is what is your mom philosophy? So it's real short and simple, but I think it packs a lot of weight. Do better than me. So um, while I am on this financial journey and this like success journey and things, I always think back on things that I wish I would have done better because I, my parents might have told me like get scholarships, but there wasn't a lot of reasoning why. And so things like get the scholarships, do do well in school, um, don't quit when sports get hard. You know, stay physically fit for health reasons. You know, eat eat better. Just and overall, do better. And especially when it comes to finances, like yes, I am on the financial journey, working towards financial freedom. But I started it when I was like 23, where I've started my son off since he was born, and then teaching him financial literacy as he grows. He's already going to be better than me in that aspect because you know that's what I'm teaching. So, yeah, yeah. we we went shopping the other day, and um, going into the importance of financial literacy, why you think it's important. We were in the store, and they they my children had money for Christmas, and it kind of went into like the bracelet talk a little bit, and all they want to do is buy candy with their money. Just all, that's all they want to do. Everywhere mm-hmm. we go. It's, can I get these Sour Patch children? And I said, no, that's a liability. And that's a liability in, in a multiple ways, your health, your, t- you know. And then and he was like, oh, what's a liability? And I was like, so, <laughs> I was so excited. And I told them what's an, an asset, a liability, what's profit. We didn't go to dividends and all that other stuff. I was like, let's get these three things down. And so then I bought some Tic Tacs. I should have bought the Tic Tac before I taught them about the liability part. Cause then it was like, mom, that's a liability. <laughs> mm, so they were holding you accountable. Yeah, They told you, didn't we just talk about this? Didn't mm-hmm. we? I, yeah, that's a liability. I was like, no, it's not cause my asset bought it. You know, <laughs> 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 you know, as parents, we can flip things. So, mm-hmm. you know, why, why is it, why is it important for financial literacy to be a household name? Because it's not something that's taught in school. And even as like a mom, women are historically have less high, less financial literacy than men. You can, you know, look the statistics up. Women in the past couldn't own anything of their own. And now that we can, we need to make sure that we're educated and we can maintain the things that we acquire by ourselves, whether it's just bank accounts, investments, real estate, or whether you are getting things with a partner, you wanna be able to be involved in those conversations, make smart decisions, because women live longer than men too, and women are outliving their their spouse's savings or whatever they saved up together, and some are having to go back to work at an old age, or they're depending on their children for finances because they're outliving um, 
their spouses or they're outliving their savings accounts or whatever. Um, and that could have been avoided with financial literacy early on. So just teaching financial literacy from the beginning all the way to the end. Um, and that also goes back to student loan debt and preventing it. If we start saving while, while young and getting ahead of the game with that, because I know people that are paying like $700 a month in student loans at the, like in your, in your twenties, imagine what you could be doing with that for buying a house or investing when in your twenties, instead of putting 700 on the student loan, you know? Isn't that something that some of the cultures out there, it's like, it's a privilege for me to take care of my mom. Like, when is it okay? When is it not okay for you to kind of sit back into that reality as you get older? I think that that goes into personal values. Like some people might say, you're my child. I'm now 70 years old. You need to start taking care of me because I, I raised you and took care of you. And others may feel, um, you know, I had financial literacy. I've learned it, thankfully, from growing up. And I've set myself up to, you know, at least 100 years old. I don't know about living past that, but <laughs> at least to 100 <laughs> years old. So that way I don't have to put that burden on you because then at that point you're taking care of your family and you're building yeah. their asset for the next generation. So we, if we can prevent having to take care of our parents, we can help build up the future generations and put them one step further than that, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that's really good. Um, I was listening to a. I always listen to financial literacy podcasts and stuff. And there's a the 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 black owned um, construction company. I think it's McKissick and McKissick, and mm-hmm. how they passed on their legacy and how they um, took care of the matriarchs in the family because they did out outlive the dad, which started which took it on from. The mm-hmm. um, I think it's like four or five generations in that in the uh, New York area. She told her daughter to buy the company from her, mm-hmm. and now the daughter is in a position to where her daughter's twenty seven years old now. She's gonna buy the company from her mom, mm-hmm. so that's a way of you taking care of me. We're keeping our legacy, mm-hmm. and we're good. That you know. Good. So it's thinking about exposure. Because yeah. a lot of us don't have exposure like that. We're thinking like, yeah, he work at the post office. He can shoot me $500 every month. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we think in the post office, that's a job, you know. Mm-hmm. But- Building the legacy, continuing the legacy. But even having the money to or the financial literacy to be able to buy it from them because they set them up appropriately for that. That's good. Yeah. And I mean, there's obviously there's nothing wrong with the post office, but I think what you are meaning is just, you know, it, just think bigger, right? Well, the post office that, isn't his business. It's like we. Yeah, that's true. You're doing business for somebody else, <laughs> which is a whole nother story. But yeah, yeah just to, to think bigger, because there's a lot of us out there, I think that we don't we don't think about those things. And I mean, you just shared that, Latanya, and that's not something that I ever would have considered. Um, If I have a business, I'm not thinking, oh, well, I'm going to have my kids buy it. I'm thinking I'll give it to my kids. But I definitely want to be in a position as I get older where my kids don't have to take care of me. If they want to, if it's their, their honor, their privilege, sure, go right ahead. But I don't want to be a burden 
because I can't afford to take care of myself. I haven't done what I need to do. And I, I definitely want to change that legacy for them as well. I don't want them to get in a position when they have kids and, and grandkids. And it's like, okay, well, we took care of mom because she couldn't do it. So now that's just probably what my kids are going to have to do. Um, you know, just because it's something that's been done for so long doesn't mean that it can't change. But I wanted to ask you, Mickey, you had said that, you know, your parents said get scholarships, don't eat that, eat this. Um, so it sounds like they were giving you the right information, but is it that it is just the why behind it? So get scholarships because if you get loans, you're going to have to pay that money back right? Mm -hmm. Don't eat Sour Patch Kids, <laughs> like Latonic Kids. I love Sour Patch Kids. Um, you know, don't eat them every day because eventually all that bad stuff in those Sour Patch Kids are going to affect your health. They're just like, eat lettuce or eat celery instead, you know, mm -hmm. Sour Patch Kids. So, so you're saying that, and you said your philosophy, and this was back in the beginning, but you said your philosophy is very simple um, do better than me, but in doing better than maybe your parents did, it's giving that advice, but giving the reason behind the advice. Mm -hmm. And understanding the, the, the magnitude and the downstream effects of why I'm telling you to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not just like mama said, mm -hmm. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> exactly. like, I do this because if I don't, this, this, and this can happen. Exactly. And then so let's go back again to to the adults that raised you is uh, and, you know, financial literacy is your thing. Did you learn that from them? And if you did, was there anything specific that you took away from what they taught you about financial literacy that you use now? Yes. So my the main thing I took away from them and they still to this day, budget, budget, budget. And so I, I knew how to budget and save but I didn't know how to invest and take it to the next level. And so that's where I was able to budget and save, but I didn't um, really get really detailed with the budgeting until I started my own financial journey. And then once I started my financial journey and I'm like, okay, well, I'm budgeting and saving, but what do I do with this money? How, how do people become millionaires? Because of me just putting it in my savings account, um, putting it in this calculator is not going to have me retiring at 40 to be a millionaire. So that's when I started to really do my own learning and taking it a, a step further and asking for feedback, you know, suggestions of what they knew about it and then reaching out to experts and um, really investing in my, my learning of financial literacy and also the action because it takes the action of financial literacy also to be successful. And you said you started your financial journey when you were 23? Yeah. Okay. So I don't even want to tell you what I was doing when I was 23. <laughs> I was not worrying about budgeting money. I wish I would have, but you know, I think back and I'm like, man, if I would have started that young, yeah. where I would be now. Um, what was that like? You so you started the whole financial journey, including investing at that time? Yes. So I started, I always think about, oh my goodness, what if I would have started at 18? So I was blessed to not have to pay bills. Um, while I was living with my parents. So I got a full-time job at 23 and my parents were like, you're just working and you're not paying bills. Like you need to 
budget and start saving for, you know, what you're going to do, whether you're going to move out or buy a house, whatever. And so I ended up buying a house at 24. So at 23, I put a budget in place and I saved up my down payment in a year and saved up enough money to furnish the house because I was coming from my parents' house. So I didn't have brooms, trash cans. I had to buy everything. So then now, now I'm a homeowner, a homeowner, you still have to stick to a budget to be able to afford things like when the when things in the house break. So th- as I st- became better at budgeting and really stuck to my budget and my then my income started to increase and I'm like, well, I'm comfortable with my budget. Now what do I do with this extra money? I I have 6 months of the mortgage and bills saved up. Now how do I make this extra money grow? And so that was that's how the journey started is to really digging into that and I have always had coworkers that were older than me of different ethnicities and things that they were taught financial literacy. So they encouraged me and um, they were really open to me asking questions. Um, and then I would hear them talking about, you know, my grandma gifted me $10,000 and, you know, things like that. And I'm like, okay, so how, how can I be the grandma gifting my grandkids $10,000, you know? And then I learned how, why it's only $10,000 and why they're not gifting them $20,000, $30,000 a year. Oh. Um, and all the implications around that. And so that really got my wheel spinning and how I can further my financial journey starting at 23, you know, instead of like 40 or 50. See, I love that. And what you just said, like I said, is a whole podcast. Your parents, they were, to me, I felt like that was patient parenting a little bit. You know, there's, Mm -hmm. you could call it whatever you want, but you got, to experience saving and then making a decision, not like a rush decision, not mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, um, let me go look at all these loans and uh, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You got to make a great decision coming out of your parents' house because they were like, is it because you were a girl? I'm just asking. No, <laughs> my sister is um, 30 and still there, so no. Really? I don't have brothers, but no, yeah, she's 30 and still at home because, um, yeah, I don't know, but, but I really, it, we could, we did, we did comparisons. Like I was going to get an apartment, a one or two bed, a one, two bedroom apartment, um, a third or fourth of the size of my house for more than what my mortgage is. And it didn't make sense. I'm like, the math ain't math. Makes no sense. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the square footage, I wouldn't have a garage, a private garage, mm-hmm. a yard. And so to be able to put those comparisons together, put budgets together based on that, we also put budgets together based on the apartment living versus the mortgage and things like the expenses of the home and things like that. And it just made sense financially to stay at home another year. They weren't pushing me out or anything. But stay at home, save up for it, and then make the decision to buy a house. That's interesting. Like I said, my husband always tells my boys, like, all right, y'all have to get out at, at a certain age, which I don't have in a certain age. Uh, but he was like, my daughter could stay here as long as she wants. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what you, you, why did you say that in front of the children? And, you know? But he's like, because they're men. But I don't think it's, and I'm not talking about him any type of way but it's the mentality of a lot of people but i think i think that's 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 dwindling a little bit my son can stay for it listen forever (laughs) (laughs) i've actually been like telling more people about generational living 
So um, yes, we get a big a big house. Maybe we can have separate houses on the land, but there's mm-hmm. one electricity bill, one water bill. So we're splitting mm-hmm. that one mortgage. And mm-hmm. while we all have our own living spaces, but that generational living comes into play. And then now we're building equity in the home. So you want to go buy a car, you want to go do whatever. Mm-hmm. We can pull equity out of the house and you can pay that piece of that equity down. You know, um, there's just so many benefits to generational living and other cultures do it. Um, but a lot of like the American culture, they're like, mm-hmm. 18, you're out of here. And most of the houses I went looking at houses and I'm, you know, I'm looking for our next place to live and they all have casitas. They all have these little places where there's a, there's a, um, uh, another little kitchenette, which mm-hmm. I would want for my parents. Like I want y'all to cook y'all own food in y'all own kitchen. You come up, we come up and sit by the fire together, but I, I want y'all to have your own refrigerator. I'm just saying so that you can still keep that in your look, your 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 own entrance. We can yeah. pull the driveway around to your own door. You know? <laughs> but most of the houses that I'm looking at right now, they all have five bedrooms, casitas. Some of them I found one with a basement. I, I didn't think they had them in Texas. Mm-hmm. It's like that, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see a problem if there's a floor between us, and and it's okay if it's a wall too. But again, we lived with my mother-in-law before, and I know the kind of independent and mm-hmm. how what would keep her there until she, you know, until she goes on and transition and keep her grandchildren coming to, you know, because it's easier, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like one-stop mm-hmm. shop. Come on over, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody here. I love you know? it. I'm a, I'm a big supporter of generational living. Mm-hmm. And when it comes that time, I'm going to suggest that to him. Like, I'm fine. You want to move your family in? We all, I have my own house. Well, me and your dad have our own house and you have, you and your family have your own house, but we're connected. We have one mortgage. We mm-hmm. split the bills, you know, and that just, that leaves more money available in everybody's budget for lifestyle because we, our family values travel a lot. And so we want to be able to continue yeah. that lifestyle. And um, we're not going to be house broke, which is, you know, putting all your bills into the house and not being able to enjoy the money that you've worked hard for. And not that you would have to save your child, but an 18 year old that goes out that is, you know, starting out on their journey, you know, journey with their money. Something may happen and then they come to mom and dad and we're like, okay, the AC went out at Mickey's house. Let's you know, let's pull some money together where if it was ours, we wouldn't have to, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have to think like that. That's, that's, I, I am definitely ingraining that into my children now because mm-hmm. I don't, my sons, I always tell this story about how my sons, and we're going to move on, how my sons tell me that they're going to live together. And I say, are they, you guys are going to live together? It's like, yeah, me and my brother, we're going to live together. And we're going to tell our wives that we're staying in the same house. <laughs> <laughs> and it's something she can say because this is my brother and I'm like mm, I'm going to be sitting right over there with my cup of tea <laughs> people do it people do it I know but, it, but the way that he's thinking I don't think it's going to go that way I mean, maybe that's like maybe it has to be one of those this is this is a deal breaker if yeah. my brother and I were going to live together 
And if you can't handle that, then you're not the one for me. But, that's I mean, not going to happen. If there's plenty of space, I like my space. You know, we do, do we do generational living and um, I definitely see the benefits. Um, but I also know, like, for me, I need space. So give me space and we're good. We are good. We have plenty of room in the house so that we're not on top of each other. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like everybody's there. And I just feel like I can't be alone for a little bit because I'm an introvert. I need that alone time. Then, you know, It'll I get you a walk in closet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But then, you know, it's just nice to have space. So if they do that, <laughs> back to your sons, if they do that, I'm sure that'll be fine. You know? But but how do you get people in this mindset, Mickey, though? Like, I, you know, we own a multi, you know, family company, you know, whatever this is called. I forgot what the name Apartments, of it is. Apartments, duplex. It's, yes. So we, we do. And it's it's awesome like just for what we're doing and building the portfolio but how do you get people to believe in their finances <laughs> because i talk to so many people that are like oh i wish we could do that oh my gosh that is so great but i'm like you can you can do it i mean we're one income family and mm -hmm. and i think if you're willing to I don't even think you have to be uncomfortable. I just think it's your mindset. So how do you get, what would you say to someone that says, oh man, I really would love it, but I have three children. My daughter, my wife's having another one and, and we, we, we can be approved for a $400,000. What would you tell them? So number one, financial literacy is 80% mindset and 20% action. So the mindset is the key. Um, I bought my first investment property when I had, I had only had uh, my house like two years and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm about to have a second mortgage and I didn't need, and I have not increased my income. But the mindset was, oh, I'm going to make it work. So I signed that mortgage on June 20th. I had a tenant move in on July 10th. Yeah. That's because what's up. the mindset is you have to make it work. And so what I do with people when they're, they have, they reach out to me for help and things like that. We go through what are your what is your long term vision? What are your goals? So if we start at a high level of what you want to do and we break it down into actionable small items and then you keep that mindset of don't forget your goals every single day, do something towards your goals and then make sure you keep up that motivation. It'll it does a mindset shift and then they become aware of what they can really accomplish just by changing their mindset and com commitment is mindset and consistency is mindset and so you know once you build on those daily goals you're going to look up and be like oh wow we have the savings for this oh wow we, we could qualify for this loan now and not even realize that you're you're still having the same income you still have the same family structure but your mindset has shifted and that made a world of difference and most of it's thinking on the what could happen what is going to happen like i know a lot of people when we first started they were like what if they don't pay their rent well i don't know people who just go into and saying i'm not gonna pay my rent like who? actually that was one of the big things um when i was getting started with real estate uh my parents i know they taught me about budgeting things like that and i was like well why have you guys never bought real estate 
And they said, you know, because we don't want to deal with bad tenants. And I'm like, well, I'm willing to take that risk, high risk, high reward. And I'm so happy that I did because by me having that mindset shift, um, my tenants have been, I've had two long-term tenants in there. Yes, I had a, a bad apple once, but it was short and I learned from it, bounced back from it. And um, I can't, no complaints because I've had more, Whether while I had someone not paying for a little bit, I still have so much equity built in that house where if I wanted to sell it, I would get my money plus more back, whether that person paid rent or not. That's what's up. And, you know, the mindset of, yes, you're they're paying rent, but they're also increasing. They're paying your mortgage and increasing your net worth without you having to do anything once you've got the system in place, all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's, it's all goes back to mindset. It all goes back. And, and, and like, and, you know, exposure. Like mm -hmm. I would because I know I ask a million questions and I'm like, so what do we do? If this, if, if, well, I never thought that nobody would do that, but I'm thinking like, I don't want nobody calling me, but there's systems in place for that. Like there's people, I don't know if people know that there's people out there that can help you with these things. This is their job mm -hmm. to answer the phone, to replace the, the refrigerator. If that's what you choose and you don't mm -hmm. want to, you know, deal with that. And yes, it may cost you this, but in the long run, just like you said, um, you know, it's going to pay off. And now, you you know, we have equity. And, you know, it goes also back to financial literacy and mindset again, because when you buy the house, you run the numbers to make sure that it'll be profitable. But you also when you're putting your budget together, you save and budget for people not paying rent for vacancies. Um, when COVID came around and my my tenant lost her job. She didn't pay rent for a year, but because I she'd been there for a couple of years, I had it already in, in the budget to budget for vacancies. It was fine. She had nothing had been broken. So I I used the money for vacancies and some of the money that was supposed to be used for um, maintenance and we made it work. And then, you know, she paid back everything that was owed and she's still there now. So. And, and that's awesome, though. Just mm -hmm. just thinking about that. I want to give you a hand clap for that also, because mm -hmm. you don't you don't hear like, oh, when they stop paying rent, it's time for them to go type of deal because people are kind of almost pressed mm -hmm. because they didn't put these things in place. Mm -hmm. And I know we had a situation where someone paid up front and my husband's like, no, it's going to stay there mm -hmm. and I'm going to put a little bit more in there and just in case. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's why you're the money guy. Because I'm like, because <laughs> I'm like, what else can we buy? And he was like, it's not the time for that. But it's really good, good, good. Hank, I, I would have loved to be your tenant then. That's that's awesome. And that yeah, also makes you take care you, of yourself. You have a good tenant. You treat them right. Like, she's mm -hmm. put a garden at the house. And she, every time we do, like, a checkup on the house, it smells good in there. Like, mm -hmm. um no complaints you treat your tenant right they'll treat you right so <laughs> that's yeah. awesome you put a garden in there because i would never be i can't keep anything alive so go ahead whatever you want to do i appreciate it you make that increases the value of the house also yes. more curb appeal um so yeah same thing we drove by our house buddy got a garden he put up Christmas lights. We never do that. We lived there for four <laughs> years we we riding by houses we like, oh, wait, wait, wait. That's <laughs> it was like, yeah, he quit looking. Oh man, it, it looks amazing. We we're like, can he stay there forever? You know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you're good.
Yeah. Yeah. I like yep. that human aspect that you, mm-hmm. you, you place there because it's so easy. I think for people just to be like all about the business and not um, take into consideration that the people that they're working with in that in that way, that there's people, they're people and things happen. So I love that you said you treat your tenants right and they will treat you right. You know, you're dealing with a human being. So um, yeah, I love that. And a lot of people could learn from that, <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> but I, I really want to ask this question. And this is kind of, I, I thought long and hard about asking it, but I, I'm going to ask it. Okay. Um, you know, and I want to, I just want to focus on, this is Black Mom Diaries. I want to focus on us um, right now um, and w- with this question. But, you know, there is a lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us have this thing about, you know, we, we spend money. Our, our culture, we spend money. Mm-hmm. And it leaves our communities very fast. And I notice that, you know, in dealing with black and brown people, often we look the part, you know, we've got like the expensive shoes, we have the name brand stuff, but anywhere it needs to be. So what would you say to a group of black moms? Um, You know, if you're talking to them about financial literacy and you know that they all come from different um, economic backgrounds, what is something that you would say to them? Okay. Number one, invest in yourself. And I don't just mean financially, invest in yourself financially, physically, and intellectually, because that is the foundation. Once you learn how you can look wealthy or be wealthy, then you're already investing yourself. So you'll know how to do it. And then number two, invest in the future generation. So that way, May, let's say I become wealthy, but my kid doesn't know anything about that, that I'm taking care of him for, for my whole life. So you want them to be self-sustainable. And so now that you've created that ecosystem of where we know about financial literacy, we know about businesses, we know about education, uh, we know how to keep ourselves physically healthy and things like that. So that's doctors and things like that. The next generation, they're also learning that. Now we're creating a whole community of what is needed to sustain life. And then the next part of that is once you do one and two, now you want to support local, support other women, just like um, the black woman owned construction company. We're going to build, let's say someone owns a lot of land that was inherited. We're going to build a bunch of houses for our community, for black moms. Well, we can go hire some, uh, whatever's the cheapest construction company because they have all the business. They get a super low rates on everything. But if we keep it within the in the community and we're consistently keeping it within the community, then they will also get those lower rates from direct from the lumber yards or, you know, wherever. Um, But it all starts back with investing in yourself. You have to take the time and commitment to invest in yourself intellectually, physically and financially to start building that framework to keep the money within the community. Yeah. Invest in yourself. That is so, that's so important. And it's so easy just to, to forget about that. And I think it's, it can be so easy just to dress ourselves up. You know, I got all this, this beautiful hair and this makeup and the nails and the clothes and I look the part, but inside I have not, I've not invested, you know, in, in myself 
right? Like you said, the the health, the mental health, <laughs> the physical health, um, even you know, like getting more knowledge because mm-hmm. that is an investment when you continue to learn. So, and all of this, it gets and then it feeds the lifestyle. So once you once you invest in yourself, naturally you'll be able to live that lifestyle. So if you still want to wear, you know, Burberry, Louis Vuitton, whatever, you can do that. Um, but you at least know that you also have a strong foundation that you've already invested in yourself. And that's what you choose to use your, you know, um, flexible income on. And and investing in yourself isn't always spending money. I think when people Mm -hmm. hear that, they're thinking that, oh, I got to go drop a bag on some education somewhere. And you actually don't. I have learned a lot from podcasts and YouTube. It took me a while, but books, right? I listen to audio books. I go to, sometimes they have the little clubhouse forums and, or like just little things that I'm just listening to. And I apply that. It makes my, my, the ground fertile in my mind. And then I started to making, I started making, Hey, some earning some income, some attracting some. And then I took that to get to some masterminds and some step-by-step, some one-on-ones because you might need that. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not always I got to go spend money on my stuff. Investing in yourself is is really, you know, spending t- is the start for starters is spending time with yourself, knowing what you want and then looking for what you want and then executing what you hear. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, buying designer and things like that. But you just want to make sure that your foundation, you know, is solid also. And like Absolutely. you said, YouTube, you can learn a lot from just the mind is a muscle so you have to continuous continuously learn so if you listen to youtube every day on your drive to work or listen to a podcast every day on your drive to work about a specific subject you're going that's investing in yourself and that's a free way to invest in yourself mm-hmm. absolutely do you believe in uh get rich quick stuff no. Okay. So we, my husband and I, we did the Dave Ramsey course a while ago. And I know that's like something that he is just like that. There's no such thing as get rich quick. And so I wanted to ask you what you thought, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, definitely. Um, You earn it quick, you lose it quick, or you get it, not necessarily earn it. You get it quick, you lose it quick. Um, I've seen it happen to so many people. And sometimes it's a lack of financial literacy. Sometimes it's just the the adrenaline of, oh my goodness, I have all this money. I'm going to, I've always wanted to buy this, this, and that. Um, but when you earn it slow, well, or on your journey, then you understand how you made it, how to keep it, how to manage it, and how to grow it. So that way it's a long term, a long term having of the money and not just money coming and money slipping out of your hands. You really understand how you have it and how to keep it and grow it. Yeah. So it's it's just part of the financial financial literacy journey. Like the journey is not just a skip and a hop and you're there. It's mm-hmm. a it's a lifelong journey. And so you want to, you know, build your journey up, build your funds up over your lifetime and really see the fruits of your labor. Because one day you'll look up and the compound interest will blow your socks off because you have been consistently walking this journey and then it just shoots up. So it's just the keeping at it. Every mm-hmm. every day, every month, every year, being consistent and and it'll pay off. Absolutely. Well, so what about um, there's something else I wanted to ask you. Um, so now I wonder, are there any 
quick tips that you can say, do this, do this, do this, if you want to be able to afford a life that you desire. Because I think that when it comes to financial literacy, it can seem very overwhelming. But if you, you know, if you say, you know, if you keep it simple, because some people like to keep it simple. If you say, do this, do this, do this. If you do this just every single day, uh, for 30 days, start with 30 days, do this every single day. And then when the 30 day period is over, do it again. Mm -hmm. Um, is there, are there like three things that you can share that people can do? Yes. Number one, say no. So what daily, daily say no. When you leave the house and you pass by your favorite fast food restaurant, say no. If it's not in the budget, say, say no. <laughs> number two goes along with number one, stick to the budget. If you've only budgeted $30 for fast food this week and you're already at your 30 and it's Wednesday, you got to go back to number one and say no. Because the longer, the more you go over your budget, the longer it's going to take your financial journey to get to your goals. So every decision against your goals is a decision to extend them even further out. And number three, short-term gratification is just that, that short-term gratification. Work towards your long-term gratification goals. So while the fast food might be good right now, because we don't want to go home and cook, we stick to that budget and we're going to be like, wow, this extra money every single week helped me buy a new house, help me buy an investment property. And I get long-term gratification from that instead of just an extra time out to eat th this week, which kept me happy for an hour. So those are the, those are the top three things that I say. Say no, stick to the budget and work toward long-term gratification. And that Sounds is like all simple. of that takes discipline. Discipline <laughs> and that all goes back to the mindset. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like what, what do you really want? Like, do mm -hmm. you really want it? You know, that's 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 great. Um, I took notes. Um, that was mm -hmm. great advice. Um, just just kind of, you know, not kind of just doing it. You know, like I have to work at that, <clears throat> you know, because I sure passed by Hat Creek today. And um, <laughs> I still work at it every day, all the time, every day <laughs> driving. And I'm like, I don't feel like cooking dinner. I'm just going to grab something. And I'm like, am I, am I on the budget? Is this in the budget? It's not. Okay. Let me just keep going. Yeah, that's good. Cause you won't. And it's almost like, uh, my, my husband says you won't die. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't eat it, you will not die. He's an excellent, excellent, like that <laughs> discipline he has yes. is amazing. And that's I, what we like, all strive to be. Oh man. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. And, um, but that all came from, you know, what he saw. Like, if you have someone in your household, I wasn't taught any, I wasn't taught anything about money other than work hard, work hard, work hard. But they didn't tell me what to do after I worked hard. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was taught you need to put away. So it's hard for him to spend easy mm -hmm. for me to spend, you mm -hmm. know? So what, what is your advice for a household like that? That is so, so, so common. And for like for my household, for example, I was taught to um, budget and save, budget, save, budget, save. But I wasn't taught to invest, but I learned that mindset along the way. He was taught to, you know, like you said, work hard and get the money. So he's, he hoards it. He wants to save it and it's hard for him to spend it. Um, but we, I init 
initiate conversations all the time. Like we, what are our financial goals? You have to do this to get there. And while it's not going to come easy, I keep having that conversation consistently. And um, little, we make little steps. You know, things is a lot different from when we first got together, but things have changed over time. And that goes back to just being consistent with it. The person who has the financial mindset that wants to, that knows how to, um, you know, move the finances forward should commit to education and bringing the other person up to speed with what they learned and what they know. So that way you guys are on the same page because at the end of the day, we all want financial freedom. We all want, you know, to be wealthy. It's just the different literacy levels or different mindsets that um, sometimes someone else has to help the other person realize. Yeah, I I wish I knew somebody that lived with somebody or had a partner that was in the same mind frame as, as far as finances go, because my husband and I were very different. He's the saver and I'm the spender. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because, like I said, we did the Dave Ramsey um, financial piece long ago, but I am the one that writes the budget every single month and mm -hmm. I pay the bills. So mm -hmm. <laughs> the partnership, you know, in the beginning, it was like the both of us would sit down and he just, he is just like, I can't, I can't do this. This is too long sitting. And I just, so I just take care of all of it. Um, but I've learned that um, it feels so good to not just spend frivolously mm -hmm. um, and buy a lot of stuff that will end up not lasting, you know, it will only last for a little bit. And the, the appeal or the excitement will die so quickly, mm -hmm. you know, and really I've learned that it dies when it gets here. I, I look at it online cause online shopping, I love it, you know, and I'm all excited <laughs> when I hit this, the, the purchase. Right. And then it gets here and I'm like, wow, this is not, what I remember, you know, I thought there was mm -hmm. more and it's just not as exciting. So I can talk myself out of buying a lot of things. Um, mm -hmm. I've gotten to the point now where I'm just like, do I really need that? No, I don't really need that. Um, you know, but the but it's those people who always have, you're like looking at, um, when I was doing Instacart, this house was falling apart just on the ground period like if i swear if i would have ran and ran that sucker it would have just been like help. it was like asking me to help it move you know be torn down and i'm like i just i don't judge people for their instacart orders but this one i was like i can't even get in the front door without spraining my ankle on this brick how what are you what is going on and then the person didn't come out all young and ah, you know and i'm like if I was living like you, couldn't get me to buy nothing. But it's those people, so they find money. Like, mm -hmm. where you get, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they come up with all kind of ways. And yeah, I'm the I'm the spender too. I'm that I'm that spender one, and he's the saver. It's crazy that all of us are the spenders and they're the savers. <laughs> <laughs> we the spenders, boy. I will buy. Yeah. I got this one ninety nine. I got two oh seven in my pocketbook. I and, will and buy. I'm spending. I will I have, buy with a happy face. Me I too. Have like, I yeah. have online cards. I'm all excited. I don't buy it, but my cart is full, and I go and I look at it, and I get all excited, and then I leave. I don't get it. 
but you know, I'll budget it and better. I'll save for it. And then it's like, okay, all right. I'm ready That's to get it. So I, whereas in the past, I'd be like, I'm just going to get it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and everything will work out. But I just, yeah. I'm not that person anymore. I, and I mean, you know, it's a, it's a progression. So, I mean, I'm still learning as I go. And I know like what you said is you've reached this level of success, Mickey. So it's so interesting that you still keep those three very simple rules. Say no, stick to the budget and go for the long-term you know, goal rather than the short term. Because I think that you can reach a level of success. So you're like, okay, my goal was to save $60,000 and I have, you know, I've, I've paid off my mortgage for the year. And so I don't have to think about that. And I have all this extra money. And so I can splurge a little bit, but there's still the the level of discipline. Like when you get to that point, you still have to have that discipline so that everything that you work for <laughs> to get to that point doesn't just completely fall apart, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's very interesting that you said that. And I think that is very important. I hope that, you know, our people were listening and they heard that because I would think like that. But the fact that I'm hearing you say that after you've reached that level of success speaks volumes to me. (laughs) So I appreciate that. And I want to add one quick thing for the online shoppers. Something that, um, I mean, I still do it because I still stick to a budget. I have other financial goals that I'm trying to reach. Let it sit there for a week. After it's been in your cart for a week, if you forget about it, you go back and you're like, ooh, I don't want to spend that. It helps. And I do that with Amazon, Target all the clothes shopping sites everything after a week the excitement has r- ran off uh, has gone away and i'm just like mm, don't really need that i'm sorry that don't work for me <laughs> you can try it you can sometimes, try it work. sometimes it doesn't i know i so <laughs> i will go to the store at target i love target my kids love target and i'll go to a store and i'll walk around with it Cause I'm not 100% convinced that this is what I need. I might go into the store and I'm like, I'm going to get this. I need to get this. And then I get it and I'm like, do I really need this? So I'll just walk around. And if after 15 minutes, I'm like, yeah, I don't really need this. I'll put it back. Or mm-hmm. is this, is this a reasonable, responsible purchase, Patricia? If I can answer that truthfully and the answer is no, then I'll put it back and I'll just leave. Yeah. <laughs> Target's its own animal. I don't even. I try not to go in the it store is. because mm-hmm. you don't. Mm-hmm. You go in there, all those little extra <laughs> things at the front. Yeah. And I also, when I go to Target, I don't get a cart anymore, and I don't get mm. a basket. If mm-hmm. I if I can't hold it in my arm, <laughs> I probably don't need it. Uh huh. I'm I'm that person with their belly button showing. Do you have what advice do you have for moms that just want to start? They got like two hundred dollars. You know, this is tax season. Maybe they don't. Maybe they want to change their lives going, you know, for the better or something that they want to do um, later on in the year. What is something that they can do? One or two things. Okay, I'm going to give two. invest in your children's savings. So number one, you can invest in a five to nine savings account if you want to save up for their college and lessen the burden of student loans for them. 
Number two, you can put, um, you can invest in a custodial savings account for your children. And that is, you can put any amount in there. There's no minimum. There's no minimum for the college savings or the custodial account. Um, and I know you said two, but number three, I like to moms to still invest in themselves. So just open yourself a, um, a savings account, a high yield savings account, whether it's a Roth IRA or a um, like an index fund and any extra money. So those um, refund checks, put all the refund checks into or a piece into your index fund or into your high yield savings and just watch it grow. And you'll see your dividends every month on it. Yeah, I, I, I know somebody put me onto Acorn and mm -hmm. uh, you know, just, I was, I mean, this was about five years ago. And every time I spent something, they put it in it and put it, you know, they put the money aside, right? And <clears throat> I was maybe a year or two went by and then something happened and I looked in there and I had like $500 in there. I was like, Acorn, y'all amazing. Like y'all snuck this $500 out of me. Even $10, $10 a week when it compounds compound interest, you'd be surprised how much it can grow over 20 years. It grows into hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, so no matter how small your investment is, just do something. Interesting. That was great. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Anything else you want to ask, Patricia? No, I think we, I think, you know, we, we covered so much. I feel like we scratched the surface, but I, I always feel like whenever we talk to people, we can get so much deeper, but I definitely think that everything that you you shared was super helpful. And I really, I know that anybody that that is out there listening will take value from it. So I, I appreciate you sharing all this information and financial literacy. Sometimes people feel like it can be boring or overwhelming, but it's so important. So important. Um, and it's so important for us to, to learn this and to really make it a part of our daily life and to to get to a point where we're teaching our kids and ask for help and not be embarrassed by it. Um, mm -hmm. I think it can mm -hmm. also be a little intimidating and embarrassing for us to, to admit that we need help <laughs> in this area. But hey, you know, if, if you don't know what you don't know. So I definitely appreciate you sharing sharing all of your your knowledge with us on this subject. So, and I'm really big about putting your word out there too, because even in attracting Mickey into my experience, I always say, um, whoever I contact, I want them to be open and um, forthcoming about the information, and that they're good people. I always put that out there, and if you're starting to invest say i want to create a safe place for me to start to invest everybody's not after you mm -hmm. you know just put your words out there and put your faith behind it you know I, I i want to invest i want to better my life and i ask for a safe place or great people to come into my experience mm -hmm. you know so always put your words out there um it, it can't be all bad guys a closed mouth, yeah, and it's exactly. right, and it's people doing it, so <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and they take you know, so all right, 12 questions. 
All you have to do is answer the question. You don't have to do anything but answer. Which would you prefer or just the first answer that comes to your head? All right? Your mind. All right? You ready? Ready. Best child repellent? Books. <laughs> okay, books. Netflix and chill? Night out. Netflix and chill. Truth or dare? Truth. Service or sacrifice? Service. Snow or sand? Sand. Favorite currency? U.S. dollars. <laughs> Go to happy dance? Um, the disco. <laughs> the disco. <laughs> like it's, like the, it's like the groceries, like in the basket. Putting yeah, the like in the groceries. Grocery basket. Basket. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it's called? I Something never like called that. it that. Yeah. <laughs> never have I ever. Never have I ever snuck out of the house when I was younger. I don't know. I don't know. See, we can't hang out now. I thought you snuck out the house when you. No. I did once when I was a kid. I snuck oh, somebody in. Anyway, moving on. Um, long drive home. Long drive song. Mm, anything nineties R and B. Yeah. See, that's what's up. People look at me weird when I blank. Talk about Legos. You like Legos? I love Legos. Hey, mm -hmm. We found your son a friend. Well, no, he loves Legos. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, you are 30-some years old and you play with Legos. Yeah, I love Legos. It's fun. Yeah, that's good. Last one. Who did it better? Richie Rich or Scrooge? Richie Rich, because he was, you can't, you can't take your money with you. You know, you got to live your life. Yeah, still. Good. See, I was hoping we'd get a lesson out of that. And it was. Yeah. Yeah, good, there's good, so many good, people that are rich and miserable. Richie Rich was rich and happy, so yeah, yeah, yeah sure. he had all types of things, and he was spreading the love too. You know, yes. what I'm saying? he was like, mm -hmm. Come on over, y'all. That poor baby, he didn't have no friends, and he was rich, but he made it. So <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for playing along. Oh, thank it's always you. interesting. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's always interesting. What you, you gonna? scare your children away with books i want to know, no, no, I feel like, like well like big kids they don't want to read i feel like i don't know do, have teeth? do they have teeth or something i don't know but it's, that's, <laughs> it's, i've never heard books before that you was, gotta do homework i should say like homework that'll tell you know i know what you meant when you throw the book at them that's <laughs> what it was <laughs> what's it Not reading the the book <laughs> any words of encouragement you would like to share with our listeners and how can they get in touch with you if they want to talk to you yes so words of encouragement words of encouragement the biggest thing is taking action so if you need help reach out um and the, and the thing is the journey is not a quick journey so while the journey may have its ups and downs the biggest thing to financial freedom and financial wealth is the consistency and the commitment and when you're in a community of people that are had to have those same goals you also support each other and have those conversations that motivate you to stay committed and consistent um and how you can reach me um if you want to reach out on instagram my instagram is one underscore m-i-k-i and my website is wealthymillennialnetwork.com and I really, I really big on, you know, um, community and uplifting people. So do not hesitate to reach out. If you need help, please reach out.
you work with anybody from any state or are you local yeah. right now? Anybody in the United States, any any US dollars. <laughs> okay. You can make it work. Okay, cool. Well, you guys reach out to her. Uh, this is such an important subject and it's okay. You don't have to do it alone. If you don't know what you're doing, a lot of us don't. Uh, reach out. She's here for you. Just bring your U.S. dollars, and she'll help you learn how to <laughs> how to how to make them work for you, and you not work for them. But thank you so much, Mickey, for being in the Black Mom Diaries household today, and thank you for having me. I enjoyed this. Yeah, it's been great. And I know that I, that I learned some things. So I'm always happy when I'm able to take away from the conversation too. And I know that everybody that was listening is able to take away something as well. And I just want to say thank you to our listeners for being with us today. You could be anywhere else in the world, but you chose to spend it with us on the Black Mom Diaries. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at blackmomdiaries at gmail.com. You have an idea, you have a story that you want to share, reach out to us. We want to hear from you. And if you know, if you have some some critiques on the show, we want to hear that too. If you want to get social with us, we would love to get social with you. So reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Search Black Mom Diaries and get the swag. Check out the swag store, shop.blackmomdiaries.com. And Correct, that's all my coffee tastes better. In a Black Mom Diaries mug, yes. Right, it sure Mine does. does. My <laughs> daughter's not a Black Mom yet, but she drinks out of the mug all the time. So. Yep, my kids fight over it. Do they really? <laughs> yes, they do. Yep, thank you guys. We are super grateful. Just like Patricia said, you could be anywhere else, but... We really are appreciative that you guys have been supporting us for what going on, what, three and a half, four years? Going on four um, years. Wow. Going on four Great. years. So we've been we've been we've been we've been rocking here for a while. And um I know, right? I, I it's her. It's her. It's this 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 wonderful lady over there. But thank you guys for just just hanging in there with us and let us know what you um like about the content. Well, I am Latanya. And I'm Patricia, and thank you so much for listening to the Black Mom Diaries. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Black Mom Diaries. If you like what you heard, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. If you'd like to partner with us financially, check out ways to do so on Anchor or Spotify. You can support monthly or give us a one-time donation. No amount is too small. Until next time, thank you again for listening to the Black Mom Diaries.